are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka, where I sit down and interview the top SaaS founders, like Eric Wan from Zoom. If you'd like to subscribe, go to gitlatka.com. We've published thousands of these interviews, and if you want to sort through them quickly by revenue or churn, CAC, valuation, or other metrics, the easiest way to do that is to go to gitlatka.com and use our filtering tool. It's like a big Excel sheet for all of these podcast interviews. Check it out right now at gitlatka.com. Hey, folks. My guest today is Ari Stefchansky. He's the founder of Dataclay, a company developing software that automates the production of data-driven creative content at scale. His academic and industry experience inform his entrepreneurial endeavors, leading a talented team that supports enterprise licenses such as Netflix, Amazon, Apple, NBC Universal, the NFL, and others. Ari, you ready to take us to the top? Yeah, why not? Let's do it. All right, man. So just to be clear, the logos I just reeled off here, your team gave me that when they gave me your bio. Those are all paying customers of Dataclay. Yes, that is correct. Yes. That's amazing. Uh, yeah. All yeah. Right. It's a very powerful tool we've made here. Let's do NFL. Let's just do them. How do they use you? Sure. So with the NFL, um, they wanted to separate their marketing department from their video production department to get more content out to their social channels. And so our software acts as kind of like a data merge software for video. So we built them a Slack chat bot where marketing folks could go in and chat with the bot and then content would be made on the other side, right? On a server that somebody at the NFL would QA and then it would go to their social channels. So it's basically helping them create content for their social. And then also we have another group in the NFL that's doing stuff like, you know, just um, player stats and just pre-renders for stuff that you see on broadcast. So a lot of the work that do- that gets done in post-production and that kind of, you know, world where they're creating uh, graphics, um, our software sits uh, atop of their workflow to handle all the data that's incoming from the games and from the players to get that data to display in the way that they want it to display in their uh, in their content. So I just to be clear, look, I'm a big Washington Commanders fan. It's obviously yeah. a bad time for us right now, but we just played Aaron <laughs> Rodgers and Green Bay Packers the past weekend. And it's always remarkable to me when some play happens, right? I'm going to make this up. Aaron Rodgers gets sacked. And right away, Troy Aikman in the broadcast booth, there'll be a graphic that pops up that says, this is the first time in 9 million years that a quarterback older than 38 with five gray hairs who runs slower than 10 miles per hour got sacked in the third quarter with two minutes left. And it's like, they, they <laughs> feel like, I feel like, they can pull a stat for anything. And I always wonder, how the hell do they do that? Is this on the back end? Is this what you're powering? Someone's basically a marketing person saying, putting that in, and then it's going live on broadcast? Yeah. So on the broadcast side, um, they a lot of those systems are like real-time systems. Our software kind of plays to that market where they're experts, but they're using the Adobe ecosystem, the Adobe Creative Cloud ecosystem. And so what you're seeing when they do it like in real time, virtually real time is, um, is more of a broadcast based real time graphic system. Our system is more of an automator and it allows users to create a lot of different unique content, uh, before it gets broadcast or before it gets to a play out. So, you know, it depends on how fast they want to get that content out there. But when you're seeing live, you're the not real, you're not real time. No, yeah, we are. Okay. We, we we're called just in time, so it's it's it takes time to render, um, but a lot of the content that gets rendered out eventually ends up in some kind of play out, you know, some some kind of control panel that oh. gets played out. What about what about okay? So 
you're not able to feed data directly to a live broadcast on NBC when I'm watching Commanders versus Green Bay Packers. But what about sure. right when Terry McClure and a receiver makes a 40-yard catch and it goes up on Twitter from like six different accounts and that becomes a viral tweet for that game? That's, that's yeah. almost yeah. real-time, but not 100% real-time. Is that you? That's exactly, yes. It's that, that is the use case for our software, yes. I see. Absolutely. I always wonder that. And, so like it's, it's, it's not and, people and, at the NFL or even an NFL team. It's like people that run their own NFL-related podcast or their NFL content. They are able to get these clips. You're the one powering that. Yeah, on their servers. So our software is running. We don't have access to their data. And that's one of the reasons why I think our customers really like our software is that the data is actually very precious. It's very... It's their crown jewel for the customer. So they don't want some you know, video production company having access to that data. Our software allows our users to install it on their own environment, within their own environment. So they have complete control, whereas DataClay has no conception of what data is flowing in and out of its software. Which it's on-prem. It's sort of on-prem yes. in that regard. That's exactly right. That's so exactly how do you generate right. recurring revenue so you can have predictability sure. and you know build a team and build a company? Is it like an SLA agreement or a licensing agreement? How do you structure that? Yeah, so um, we it, it's basically a term-based license. Um, you get a license key that activates the license on the machine. It's a recurring uh, payment that must be made for that license to continue to operate on the user's machine. Um, and as far as like the larger enterprises, yes, we will engage with them on a more SLA level. We have, you know, a master professional services agreement for, you know, mission critical projects that they might be doing. So, yeah, it's I mean, it's in one aspect, we have our website where people go and they download a license key. They pay us, they download a license key, and then it's a recurring revenue stream. We also have an exclusive reseller that has more uh, uh that, that we've partnered with that has a lot of inroads to a lot of different studios around the world. Um, so it's a, it's a mixed approach as far Understood. as, as Do far you, as that. So, so help me understand what you price again. Does it number of clips generated, num amount of data processed per weekend, number of seats? Sure. How does the NFL, not the NFL, but just we're using the NFL as an example. Yeah. How would they pay you? Yeah. So uh, we basically license on a per machine basis. So it, de it does depend on how much volume they are rendering, but okay. um, it we don't track per video. And I think Interesting. that's that's another reason why I think that our customers enjoy our software is that we're not interested in being so restrictive about, oh, it's going to cost you X amount of you know, dollars per video that gets rendered. How many machines though does the NFL have or AMBC Universal or Apple? I mean, are we like, I just have no concept of this. Is it 10 or 10 million? No, it's not 10 million. Certainly not. I mean, we're talking about a, a software that is extending Adobe's software, which is very much human driven. Like Adobe requires humans to be in front of their, their software. So it's, it's a desktop software that is basically being extended into an automation software, which is, is what we provide. So, you know, at the largest, I'd say some of our clients have like, you know, maybe like 20, some of them have like five, some of them have, um, you know, in between that. So it's not, it's not this so what would a suite Would a sweet spot be like 10? Yeah, I'd, I'd say that's a, that's definitely okay. like if you're doing, if your entire line of business is video and you need to be creating video on demand, and you have a lot of requests coming in, you're certainly going to need to have multi yeah. multiple fleet 
So just to repeat, repeat this back to you to make it make sense to our audience, right? So you are selling a license key that the NFL would install on-prem on the desktops of 10 of their people in their marketing department responsible for video content that allows them to get this content just in time and post to Twitter when there's a big catch, a big touchdown or Facebook or to social media. Yeah. Amazing. Essentially. Yeah. Yeah. I got it. My head's around it now. So give, <laughs> right give, give, give me, give me a little bit more of sort of help me understand. I mean, these are obviously enterprise accounts, right? Which would incent, you know, say that you're sort of selling enterprise level plans. But what would you say, sort of, the average customer is paying per month or, or, or per year? Um, I mean, the average customer maybe somewhere like I don't know six thousand per year. Um, okay. It's uh, yeah. I mean. More so, the enterprise they can be paying up between like twenty four to fifty thousand per year. Your so biggest it, customers pay fifty thousand a year. Yeah, yeah, it depends yeah. on yes, yeah, and that largely is dependent on how many seats or how many machines they want to run the software on. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. Well, I guess fifty thousand a year would be like twenty machines versus six thousand a year would be like five machines. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Okay, so you do Something get. Like you do get cheaper per machine economics if you're buying bulk. Oh, certainly. Play. Yeah, yeah. We have yeah. Val- yeah, we have both term-based discounts and volume-based discounts, uh, which see. entice. Uh, yeah, it entices the customer to purchase more licenses up front. We also have um, month-to-month or annual recurring. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also have just term term limited, meaning you can buy a key that is only good for three months and yep. it will just cut off at the end of the three months. And then if they decide they, if that customer decides they need more time, they'll have to buy a new key. So that makes sense. So there's, so put this on a timeline for me. Were you like a sort of an ex NFL quarterback that retired and then got into this space or what year did you launch this business? Yeah. Um, okay. So we, we launched it in 2014 in the summer of 2014. Um, I have my backgrounds in filmmaking and in computer science. <laughs> and also in also in something called interaction design, which is basically the design of how humans work with, you know, things, products. And, um, you know, I took all these, uh, I, I used to work in a post-production studio and a motion graphics design studio in Chicago. And I realized, you know, a lot of this stuff can be anim- uh, automated. And so I combined all my skills to build this product uh, that I thought would be well served in the industry because I knew the pain points. And so the pain points, I was solving those with the software I was building. Uh, I partnered with a, uh, a again, a, a, a company in New York that is a, it's a reseller of, of software that, um, basically, you know, helps the video post production world. Once they saw it, the market response was just like, I had no think, idea. You didn't get them no equity though, right? Like, you owned 100% yeah. of the business. Yeah. At that point I had, it was, yeah, at that point, um, well, I have, I have a co-founder and, um, so it was between us. And so, yeah, at that point it was, it was divided in that regard. But did you and your co-founder like you, so you were the engineering, it sounds like what was he or she? Uh, more business development, Okay, you know, more, more, more relationship building. So I was kind of the one that was technically at, you know, the keyboard building, building, listening, listening to the end users. Co-founder is more, he was more about getting, you know, 
getting it out there, uh, trying to, uh, you know, develop I, I totally understand. I understand. This yeah, is very yeah. similar. I'm, yeah. I'm always just curious though, how an engineer and a business person would split equity at the beginning. It sounds like this was your idea first. You built it, you found him, brought him on to go to market. Is that accurate? That is accurate. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you should, yeah. you own more equity then, right? Yes. Yes. I do. Okay. All right. But, yes. but still enough for him where, you know, to call it 10, 20, 30% where he's a true co-founder. Yes. 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 Okay. Fair mm -hmm. enough. Fair enough. Now, obviously you guys can keep on and hold that equity as you grow the business, unless you raise or do something dilutive. So did you have you bootstrapped or decide to raise? We are completely bootstrapped. Yeah. Let's um, go. I there, love that. There, there has been, there have been investors that have approached us. Um, and we did give away a very small fractional amount of equity uh, just because, um, you know, this investor was really interested in the software and to see where it was going to go. And um, so, yeah, but under 5%. That, we, yeah. Okay. And so yes, I see when people yes, say small five. and then I say how much and they say 50%. No, that's not small. <laughs> yeah. That's happy. Business. All right. So did he no. put in money or is he just an advisor? Uh, he put in some, he put on some money, but also advises from time to okay. time. Yeah. And some, again, some people say small and they say 10 million. I'm like, that's not supposed to like under a million bucks. Yeah. Yes. For okay. sure. For sure. This was right. early. This was only three years into the business. Okay. You know, this fair was enough. like we were still fledgling at that point. Fair, fair enough. Okay. And then I, I want to go back and get some of the 2014, 2015, 2016 part of the story, but I don't want to bury the lead either. How many customers are you working with now today? Yeah. So I'd say we have around over a little over 200 active enterprise clients. <laughs> Uh, dispersed all over the world. That's a lot um, of extra words added on the end of customers. So, uh, are they, I mean, are they all paying, or why do you add so many yeah. extra words there? Um, because we tier our uh, license cost. We have a small we have a small medium business price tier, and we have a enterprise price tier. So, when I say two hundred enterprise, that's you know our bread and butter comes from the enterprise. And so, when I, we talk about the small business, it's like. There are more than 200 customers, but the the issue is that those customers are, while we love them and they do help us, um, they they're not a majority of the uh, of the revenue that we see. Yeah, and so, yeah, so 200 yeah, are folks that are paying you something meaningful every month. You know, two, mm -hmm. three, five machines, and the biggest of the 200 have 10, 20, 30 machines. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Okay, let's go back to twenty four early days real quick. I always like to ask: sure. Do you remember? Do you remember what first year revenue was? Twenty fourteen. <laughs> I mean, it's embarrassing. Um, well, I know but that's why I like, asked. It, right? It's, it's not. A, it's not just embarrassing, but it's like it's. You know, we've grown by leaps and bounds when you put it in the perspective of our founding days, our first year, right? Well, of course, um, but you're inspiring but, everyone else right now who's listening, who's thinking about founding a company, right? So, so how low was I it? I don't know. It was like maybe like 35, 40 K. I mean, amazing. it was. <laughs> it and who was the first customer? Or not who, but like, guy, how did you find yeah. them? How'd you get the customer? So again, uh, we partnered with that reseller who ah, okay. is, their focus is on marketing to post-production motion graphics designers. And so we weren't selling direct to anybody. We were just like, hey, if this thing works on your site, you know, when, when you do the marketing work, what we'll kickback did you pay them? I think at the beginning it was like, like an Apple store kind of thing. It was like 30%. And oh, okay, then, okay. and then as, as we saw the market respond, you know, we negotiated, uh, half of that. So it ended up being 15%. Yep. And so, are they still selling customers for you today? Yeah. Yeah. yeah That's they're amazing. Very, they're very good. Yeah. 
Is that how yeah. you're adding all your customers say is through value-added resellers or do you, ha- do you have your own internal sales reps that carry a quota? So we have, um, I have, so it's, to- it's only a, t- a total of nine of us. We're still okay. very small. Okay. Yep. Um, I have, uh, uh, one of the team is in charge of sales and there are direct sales that are being made. The largest sales are being made direct. How many are um, full-time employees that are sales for you? One. Oh, you just the one. Okay, cool. Yeah. And and how and many engineers besides yourself? It's two hundred two other engineers besides myself. Okay, so three total. So what do the other five people do? One is a project manager because we have other product that is being developed right now, which we're really excited about, by the way. Um another You wanna is, tell me about it? Uh yeah. If you want to hear about it. All right, let's so, save that for the end. Okay, so uh the other uh we have a quality assurance professional who yep. makes sure that every release doesn't break because we have on demand, you know, we have always on systems. So the QA is extremely important. Um, and then uh, let's see, I have a technical lead that basically helps with all things infrastructure internally and yep. uh, in our, in our site, you know, um, and then we have, um, I think, Oh, I have a very, very awesome, customer support special who's who comes from apple so like basically the face of the company in that regard and the technical support customer success i mean couldn't ask for a better we know your team now this i was curious if it mixes all right so nine folks full-time i love that you're bootstrapped now look i mean with this many customers at the price points you were talking about earlier i mean you've got to be flirting with if you haven't already passed the million dollar run rate can can you do that this year you think yeah yeah i think so for sure okay um but the you know um I think the release of new product, new revenue sources, new revenue streams, I think that's critical for our continued growth. And we're doing just that. And yeah. so, and at the top of January, we're going to reassess our pricing model. That is to say, we think that eliminating the small to medium business price uh, is going to actually help us, even if, even if we see some attrition. Um, and then we'll have two new, uh, we'll, we'll have a, completely cloud hosted product that's more easily accessible right now it's uh, very expensive we're going to be lowering that price and then this new product that we're developing now um is going to be released in beta at least at the beginning of next year very cool Ari. we're out of time here i'm gonna try and rock it through these real quick i need 200 customers okay. right at a six thousand dollar your price when you told me earlier we put you at about a hundred thousand a month right now in revenue but it sounds like you haven't hit eighty three thousand a month but i just want to be clear i mean you feel like we've got two months left here in 2022 you feel like you can break eighty three thousand bucks a month here in the next two months yeah yeah i yeah. do all right. Well, I'm yeah. rooting for you, man. It's very obviously it's fantastic <laughs> to bootstrap to that size. It's taken you, uh, it's taken you what eight years, but you know what? That's the that's the that's the hustle, right? That's the journey. Yeah, so that is on, on on that note, let's wrap up here with the famous five. Number one, favorite business book. Um, the messy middle. Yep. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? Um really, no. I, okay. I can't say number, that I am. No, you're good. Number three, what's your favorite online tool for building data clay? Um, I mean, I really like, I have to say too, there's, I do like Jira for management, but I also like Miro, which is phenomenally great at whiteboarding across remote teams. Miro, it's great. Number four, how many hours of sleep to get every night? (laughs) Between four and five and a half. (laughs) All right. Fair. And situation, married, single kids. 
Uh, I am married with three children. Three kids. Wow. Busy guy. How old are you? I am 45 years old. Last question. Something you wish you knew when you were 20. Um, I think that I wish that I knew how difficult it was to, you know, put together a really great team. And at this <laughs> point, I feel like I've nailed down a really good core team. But I realized that team is really what it is all about and getting the right people in the right place and motivating them, finding the space to push them to new heights, to make sure they're not bored to death with their jobs. You know, that kind of stuff. I wish I had known that at the outset before it was just more like, I'm going to invent a widget and it's going to be great. And it's not the case. It it really does take a team to do great things. And so I, 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 you know, I wanted to know that earlier. Guys, there you have it. Those clips you see on Twitter after your favorite NFL receiver catches that bomb touchdown, that's dataclay.com powering that on the back end. They work with over 200 brands like NFL, Apple, uh, NBC, uh, that pay on average caught 400 or 600 bucks per month. It's a per machine model. They'll break a million bucks in revenue this year, bootstrapped up from 40,000 bucks back in their first year of 2014. Their go to market was actually through a reseller, where in the early days they paid 30% kickback, now scaling uh, that channel with just a 15% kickback, but very capital efficient. Again, bootstrap with team of nine, second product on the way here in January. Ari, thanks for taking us to the top. Nathan, thank you. It was a pleasure to be here. Thank you so much.